Once upon a time, I was sitting in my room. Alright. Thinking about all the things I want to say and do. Like what? Such a quiet man. Shh. What can I do then? I don't know. Start a brand new podcast with my family and my friends. Oh, cool. Hey, my name is Joe. Hello. That you want to know. What you got? Let's begin this journey. Thank you so very much for joining. Yeah. Here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Not Your Average Joe. So today we are on episode 46. Uh, we are getting close to the end of season two of Not Your Average Joel, and so far things have been going really great. There also have been some uh, bumpy moments that I've had um, on there as well, but it's not n- nothing to do with the podcast. It's just things that are personally going on with me in life, which um, is kind of what we're going to be talking about today is the topic of the day. But before I tell you what the topic is about, um, I want to welcome back Caitlin to my channel. This is her seventh time here. It's always good having her here, and um, I definitely, this is the last second kind of uh, recording that we're doing, so I definitely appreciate her uh, being on here, so thank you for being here. I'm excited. I love doing this. It's always so fun. (laughs) Yes, I definitely love having you here, and I definitely love the the good conversations that we have, which today is another uh, conversation that it may be a pretty deep conversation, so um, so yeah, I guess uh, I think we're going to go ahead and uh, jump into this topic, which today is going to be on temptation. So temptation is um, something that everybody goes through. It's a struggle mm-hmm. that you know many people go through in life. Um, recently for me in the past week or so, I feel like this is something that has really like been a conviction in my heart. And um, it's definitely, I guess, as a good thing that as a conviction because it gives me hope that I can overcome some temptations that are in my life that I want to uh, fully get rid of. So, um, so yeah, today we're going to talk about temptation, and I'm sure that um, you know many people um, can relate to you know certain ones. There's some that people may struggle with more than others as far as sin goes. So, um, so I guess. Maybe just to start with the whole conversation on temptation, um, there's, I mean, I feel like there's an obvious answer to this question that comes to mind, but why do you think we fall into temptation? I mean, I'll give the church answer and say sin. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that a lot of times it's that we, the temptations that we really fall into, we don't see them as bad things. We don't see them as, um, divisive things you know whether it be i mean anything that's gonna that comes in you know that's gonna come in between you and god is um it's tempting to sin you know i mean in anything that comes between you and god is sin so i mean anything can be a temptation it can be too much sports too much you know yesterday i watched football all day yesterday and i did not open my bible once you know i mean so stuff like that like and it's not something I thought about during the day obviously but looking back it's like well I guess you know I was being tempted to not spend time with Jesus and this is what happened I didn't spend any time with Jesus I gave into that temptation so um I think that you know temptation is it's when we think that there might be something better 
or there might be something that's more important than what really is important. Yeah, that's actually, you know, a really good way of thinking about temptation because uh, like kind of like a previous conversation that we had on like idolatry, I started like, you know, mm -hmm. thinking about that um, when it came to like the things that Christians do that could be debatable uh, conversation that we had. Um, when you were answering the question, I started thinking about that conversation that we had and how some things we may put in our lives that um, that almost take God out of our daily uh, life, you know, as far as like getting into the word or even praying to him, um, that definitely could be really big for sure. So, um, so yeah, that's definitely true. And then as far as, um, I guess, as far as what I'm thinking, um, I feel like, yeah, a lot of it comes with wanting to get like, um, like a short term uh, pleasure, I guess I should say, maybe like something that um, satisfies you in one way or another. And then, but the only bad part about the, that temptation is that usually it's one of those like monsters that it just wants you to feed me, feed me, feed me, like give me more. Um, because yeah. it's like, yeah, you get that satisfaction in the moment, but then the next day you're going to want that same exact temptation. So, yeah. um, so yeah, I definitely think that that's uh, big into this where uh, people want to get that just in the moment um happiness or satisfaction or whatever you want to call it yeah i agree with that yeah so that definitely is um something that even personally for me has been hard uh, for me like there are certain temptations that i'm going through that uh are harder to overcome than others like there are some that i feel like are like super easy like there's some things that i know um, will never personally affect me. Like, um, like the last conversation that we had, we talked about drugs, like that's yeah. something that, um, has never personally affected me. And, um, uh, it's nothing that I've ever like partaken in. It's never something that I've been tempted to partake in, but other people, mm -hmm. um, do fall into that, you know, do fall into that trap. And then that's where the whole, um, you know, they, they take risk, you know, like they start even possibly stealing other people's drugs or they find some way to get that drug that they really almost live off of at that point. Mm -hmm. So it becomes a very bad chain reaction, but, um, you know, I said, there's definitely certain temptations that I go through that definitely are, um, harder than some are harder than others. Um, some I even will talk about in later episodes, um, farther down the road um, on my podcast, because these are things that, uh, I feel like maybe the, the world glorifies in a way, the Lord, mm -hmm. not, the, not the Lord, the world, um, looks at, um, as these things as stuff that we should be desiring in a way, I guess, as far as, um, like popularity goes and, um stuff like that so i eventually i will get into some of these um topics later on down the road but there are some of those um temptations that many people fall into that i definitely have fallen into as well so yeah like I said, it's definitely it's rough out here sometimes even for a christian just because we are saved doesn't mean that we are completely um like um like just out of the loop as far as sin goes. <laughs> and I think that it's also, I think that it can also be harder for Christians because um, we know the standard. 
the standard is perfection. Of course, obviously, as humans, we're not going to reach that that standard, but that's what Jesus Jesus came. He died and he rose again. He met the, he met the standard. He lived a perfect and sinless life. He didn't um, actually huh, Bible verses. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the Bible verses that I looked up for today. Um, one of them was the story in um, which I'm not going to read the whole section. I'm just going to kind of um, paraphrase it, I guess. Um, is when Jesus was tempted by um, Satan after he had been fasting. He had fasted for 40 days. And I don't know about you. I've never been 40 days without food. I mean, you can look at me and tell that. Um, I have been a part of like church fasts and stuff where we would like fast for a meal or fast for, you know, for whatever. Um, But I don't know how I, I, I know that if I go like too many hours without eating, I get hangry. And so, but Jesus had been 40 days without food and the devil got him, went to him when he was at his most vulnerable, his body was hungry. He, his body was probably even, I don't want to say broken down, but it was weak. It was, it was feeble and his mind was, you know, the human mind would, would probably be even similar, you know, um, just kind of weak and, you know, and, um, maybe you're even irrational sometimes, but, um, the devil went to Jesus and tempted him three times in that, in that moment, you know, he tempted him, um, to praise him. He tempted him, he tempted him by saying, you know, I'll give you all this. All you got to do is this, or I'll do this. All you got to do is this. And every time that the devil tempted Jesus, Jesus turned around with scripture. Sure. He was hungry, but in like when the devil said that he would give him, you know, something to eat, Jesus was like, actually, um, God's word is more important than that food. You know, that's the, that's the bread of life. And it's just, he, he countered temptations with the word of God. And that's something that we as Christians need to do. I don't know exactly how people who aren't Christians would handle that um, temptation. If they're being, if they're being tempted to do bad things. And like, when I say bad things, I mean, like, I think that Christian bad things and other people, bad things are different. Like to Christians, Anything that comes between them and God is a bad thing. But to the world, there, there are bad things like lying is a bad thing. But it's not as bad as like the R word that I'm not going to say um, just in case there are younger ears out there or it might be a trigger word for someone um, or murder or um, adultery or um things like that, you know, people as a whole can kind of agree, yeah, those are bad things. Um, you know, sleeping with somebody's husband or somebody's wife is not okay. And I think that everybody can agree with that. Um, but there are things that as Christians that we would say, okay, that's not a good thing that people that aren't Christians would be like, why is that not a good thing? Well, that comes between me and Jesus. 
I mean, it's only this, like say if it's football. Well, it's not good for me to watch football on Sundays because that comes from me and Jesus. It's just a sport. It's just a game. What does it matter? You know, um, so I think that temptation for us is a little bit different, but everybody faces it. And just like, I mean, Jesus faced it so that he could be relatable to us and he can, he could show us, Hey, this is how you respond to temptation. You don't respond to temptation by getting angry. You don't respond to temptation with fear. You don't respond to temptation by giving in. You respond to temptation with the word of God. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad that you brought that up because um, it just you know, bringing up the whole idea about Jesus being tempted in the desert um, for 40 days. And like you said, as far as uh, fasting, you know, like in uh, having no food, I would probably be in that same situation. I would probably be like very um, angry for sure. I definitely would be um, struggling because sometimes there's like a few hours that I can't go about it. It's like, all right, when are we eating? So I know. Uh, he definitely was, you know, probably just really just, you know, just going definitely. I'm glad that he remained in the word, but I'm sure there were moments of, you know, challenges for sure. But mm -hmm. I'm just glad that he remained uh, stronger that and that's just, you know, his way of leading by example. And I definitely am glad to see that. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, that's one thing. Um, Hebrews 2.18, I wrote this one down. It says, for because he himself has suffered when tempted, he is also able to help those who are being tempted. And that's one thing that gives me comfort is that when I'm being tempted on something, whether it be something so simple as speeding, which I'm thinking to do that a lot because I run late a lot. Um, or if I'm tempted to something even worse than that, like lying or something like that, um, knowing that Jesus faced temptations too. And, um, and I, and one thing that I try to remind myself is just because those three times were the times that were recorded in the word of God, doesn't mean that that's the only time that Jesus was tempted. Those were just the only times that they were recorded. Um, I'm sure that there were other times, whether it be after fasting or after some kind of, um, you know, I don't know, any time Jesus could have been tempted as well. Those were just the only times that it was recorded. And I think that I think that it's significant that those three times, because those were the ones that recorded are significant because of the way that the devil approached Jesus, but also the way that Jesus handled the devil and how he how he handled those temptations and like this verse says he's able to help us like we don't have to as christians we don't have to go through fighting them temp these temptations alone we've got jesus we've got the holy spirit in us i mean because if it's by our own strength we're not going to be able to to not do it you know we're going to give into these temptations but if we go by the strength and by the grace of jesus christ and by the holy spirit then we can fight those temptations and defeat them. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what gives me hope. And uh, I hope that gives other Christians hope that go through temptation. You know, everybody does, of course. So I'm hoping that um, anybody out there that is a Christian that does have a temptation that they are truly struggling with, I hope that, you know, you just remind yourself that even Jesus went through temptation and he overcame 
uh, those temptations. And that's why we can run to him and go to him in prayer because we know that he is, uh, that he's gone through this personally. And that's what makes him such a relatable uh, God, you know, who we serve. And that's what makes it amazing that, you know, because he's full of compassion and full of unconditional love. And, and he understands the struggles, you know, that we have gone through because he was here, you know, for all of this time here when during his first coming um, on earth. So that definitely, those two verses definitely give me a lot of hope. And you are right as far as the, uh, like as far as the temptation, like there are some things that people may outside of the Christian world look into um, the Christian world and think like, wow, like y'all just think a little white lie is, you know, uh, is like a sin. It's like, well, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, a lie is a lie. So like, I mean, it don't matter if it's a little white lie that you are um, just saying just to get through, get through the conversation, just to, um, you know, make somebody feel better about themselves or, you know, whatever the mm -hmm. case may be. So it could be even something like that is still a sin or or even just a way that um, we speak or the way we think like those things are even, uh, you know, big, like, you know, lusting over somebody. Some people may be thinking, well, you're not actually doing anything with that person. But in the word, it says that basically if you're lusting over that person, then you might as well be doing um, something with that person because mm -hmm. it's um, the same thing, basically. But people from the outside have a hard time understanding that so i think a lot of it does um come with uh conviction as well and um that's definitely something that has hit me here recently in the last uh, week um during like a week moment that i had um uh, last weekend and some of it actually had to do with uh this podcast if i'm going to be honest i think uh there were some things with this podcast that i, I almost ended up giving up on doing this podcast and um reasons being was like some things like being ghosted by people and um or you know whether it's that or I, I ended up receiving like um a negative like criticism like constructive criticism I guess I would say and you know things like that so there was different things and maybe like also maybe not as many people listen or watch, you know, my videos. So I almost feel like I was feeling like it was a waste of time. So that mm -hmm. on top of the convictions that I was having um, and falling to um, temptation, um, like I was definitely, I think Satan knew I was down about the podcast. So then basically he threw temptation into the equation and basically mm -hmm. was kicking me while I was down. And yeah. um, so that definitely um is something that is you know i'm definitely trying to do better with i'm trying to find better ways to overcome it which definitely has um been helpful for me is getting into the word uh which is exactly what you know jesus spoke scripture you know to satan and that's what i want to do whenever it comes to uh the next time temptation comes around because just because i feel like at the moment i'm okay it doesn't mean that it's never coming back there is always going to come back around the corner and there will always be a moment where uh, temptation will um, will hit you. Or or even last night, I even had, like, temptations, like, just thoughts that shouldn't be, um, shouldn't be there. So, and just, yeah. you know, fighting through those temptations are, uh, you know, it's definitely a struggle. But I know that with God, anything is possible. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. That's one thing. Um, 
another Bible verse. Um, James 4, 7 says, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Kind of going off what you're saying, you know, with God, all things are possible. Um, it doesn't say, resist the devil, and he will flee from you, and that's it. The verse as a whole says, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. You have to trust that God can work all things together you've got to trust that um with god all things are possible you've got to trust that um god is the one that provides that power god's the one that provides that that ability god's the one that provides that faithfulness and that grace god is the one not me you know because if 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 we're honest when you put me into the equation you really kind of take out the power I think about how weak I am as a person, how, how easy I am to give into stuff like, um, like anger, like when I get, um, and I always, you know, I joke and say I have three levels of angry, which is not really a joke. It's the truth because like I have frustration and then I have angry when I'm mad, like to the point that I'm crying. And then I have beyond that. And, but in reality, I shouldn't even make it to that second one. Um, you know, well, I mean, I guess actually this, I shouldn't have worded it that way. It's not the anger. That's the problem. It's the way I react in that anger. But, um, with God, I can take that anger that's, that's in me, that emotion that's in me, and I can use it for his glory. So if I'm angry about, let's say I'm angry that there's a man over there fishing right now. Let's just say that I'm angry about that. I don't know why that would make me angry, but you know, I could confront that man and I could go over there and I could be super hateful and I could yell at him. You don't even go to church here. How dare you come here and fish in our lake, especially on a Sunday. I could do that. Or I could walk over to him and say, Hey, how's it going? Are you, are you catching anything and strike up a conversation with him? And God has then taken my anger about something that, that I feel is very valid for me to be angry about. And God is able to turn that into an opportunity for me to maybe even witness to this man, to invite him to church or to, to tell him about Jesus and, you know, I mean, one of the one of the greatest ways to tell people about Jesus is when you include nature because of how beautiful it is. Like where I'm sitting right here, I'm looking at the lake and just beyond the lake is is this big hill with trees over it and the trees are changing color. And you think about how did this stuff just happen? You know, like I'm not trying to judge anyone for their beliefs but i can't make it make sense in my mind excuse me i can't make it make sense in my mind that there was a big bang and this stuff just appeared you know i can't make it make sense in my mind that we came from an atom or something like that you know where did the atom come from um but i can make it make sense in my mind that there is a god who's a creator that being said, there are a lot of people who don't have that. And I could be, I could get angry about that. I could get angry about that kind of stuff. Or I could use this beautiful nature that we both see is beautiful. 
and have that as an opportunity to talk to them about Jesus and to hear them out on what they have to say. When you, when you resist those temptations, when you have Jesus on your side and you're able to resist those temptations, God gets glory in that. Whether it be just having a good conversation with a stranger, whether it be being able to tell a stranger about Jesus, whether it just be being able to just stand there in awe and wonder and think about the God that created this. Um, I think that we're so quick to, I know for me, it's, I'm so quick to just give in to some of those temptations, like getting angry and stuff that I don't stop to think about how can God get glory in this? I don't stop and think I need to submit myself to God in this situation so that the devil will flee from me and I won't struggle with this temptation for now anyway. Yeah, and that's actually a really good illustration that you bring up regarding anger because in a way, I mean, I've definitely had my moments of anger as well. And I know a lot of people always like to use the phrase, like, think before you speak. And most of the time, if I'm going to be honest, that doesn't happen for me. I just, I just start, well, I start overthinking some things. And sometimes mm -hmm. that could be a little bit, uh, that may be a little too much thinking uh, for me because it usually brings me to regret after I say something that I probably shouldn't have said. Um, so I think, yeah, that's a really good example because um, that your reaction to the situation could make or break somebody's, um, you know, start initial relationship with Jesus. Like that person may not be mm -hmm. um, someone that goes to church there or they may even be a Christian, but maybe not go to your church. But you, mm -hmm. if you had like a certain reaction, like, you know, get out of here. You don't, you're not supposed to be here. Or why are you here? And they mm -hmm. may be thinking, wow, like, you know, you know, if they think if, if you're going to act like that, then like, is this how all Christians act? You know, are all Christians going to have anger issues or something like that? Because people like to general, general rule lies nowadays. And uh, people like to, you know, throw everybody into one box and kind of just assume if one person does something wrong, then it means like everybody's going to do that. And then that mm -hmm. almost gives them that excuse to, to step away from their faith. Or, or if you, like I said, you give them, like you just strike up a conversation of, you know, you catching anything today, you know, or like, how's your day going? There's always those opportunities of um, being very inviting, or even if, um, even if they already go to another church, you know, just having a new, um, you know, friend, a fellow believer, you know, another brother or sister in Christ that, um, that you got to meet in that moment. So it definitely, a lot of it does go based off your reaction and, uh, your, you know, your just your response to the whole situation. And as uh, something else that you mentioned about, um, putting like yourself into the equation definitely can determine that as well, because if we try mm -hmm. to do things on our own, um, it definitely, does not end up well. I've definitely learned from experience trying to handle something by myself. And then usually it's almost like I'm metaphorically digging myself a deeper hole into a, a mess because I'm not going to God. I'm going to myself and my thoughts and asking myself, what should I do in these moments? Instead of going to God, like, you know, Lord, I need your strength. I need you to get me through this. So me trying to rely on my own strength, um, I definitely have learned from the past. And I mean, I still even fall into that trap that, you know, sometimes I think I can handle it. Um, I can yeah. handle this temptation. But in reality, I can't because um, we are all sinful people. We all had different 
um, fleshly desires, different desires that, um, you know, are definitely against God. So just um, reminding ourselves that we can't do it on our own. And it's okay to um, admit that because, you know, I know people may be thinking that's a sign of weakness, but in reality, it's a sign of strength that you're admitting that you need um, our creator to help us through these moments. <laughs> that's exactly right. Um, one of the, another one of the verses that I, um, that I saw and you said something, let me think about it. Um, it says, but I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Um, when you said that we can't do it on our own. No, it's a, it's not a marathon. It's not a sprint. It is a walk, a daily consistent walk. You know, one of my favorite things about where we're at, where I'm at today is there is a kind of a walking track. They're actually working on making one that goes almost completely around the lake because that way that people who are in wheelchairs and stuff can enjoy it too. But, and I wish I wasn't sitting in my car and I would show you, <laughs> um, but like you can literally walk around the entire lake and it's just this beautiful scene. And like when you're walking, it does you don't realize exactly when you're walking and you're enjoying it and you're just, you're kind of almost resting in the beauty of what you're looking at. You don't realize how far you are. And when you get over to the far corner away from over here and you turn around and the church is this big and you're like, Oh my goodness, how far have I walked? It's kind of the same thing. Um, when it says, but I say walk by the spirit. It's, it's that grind and you don't realize how far you've come when you're walking by the spirit. Like you turn around, you're like, where's the person that I used to be? Where's that person? And the only way to consistently, like, that's one thing I like about this verse, I guess, is that it's not a fighting temptation right now verse. It's a way to consistently day in, day out it's a consistent walk. It's not a sprint over here and sprint over there and do this and that. It's a consistent walk with the Holy Spirit in you, with Jesus. That's how you are able to resist those, those temptations by the, by the devil. That's how you're able to resist the temptations of, um, Things that, I mean, you know, some people say, oh, well, it's not going to hurt anybody. Just because it doesn't hurt anybody doesn't mean that you should do it. Because any and every sin is what put Jesus on that cross. The, the little white lie put Jesus on the cross just like the murder does. You know, and, and everything in between that it all put Jesus on the cross. So there is no small sin. So we need to be able to walk in that to consistently fight against those little, it's not going to hurt anybody sins because those sins also put Jesus on the cross. So even if it doesn't hurt anybody else, it's hurting Jesus. And that's the most important. Yeah, that, that is exactly right. Um, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, people may not know that you may be committing a certain sin or falling into a certain temptation. And you may mm -hmm. be thinking, yeah, who's it, who's it harming? Like, well, in the, the long run is hurting 
um, you know, not trying to be judgmental, but it can, it can, you know, be dependent on like your eternal life. Like, where are you going to spend mm -hmm. eternal life? You know, exactly. you know, if you put your, your life surrounding with these temptations and these lifestyles that are totally against God, that, I mean, it's not going to end well for you. You may think that you lived a whole life full of pleasure and um, all of these things that gave you temporary happiness, but then eternally, where is that going to lead you? Like that's going to lead you to uh, um, something that you can't get out of. Once you're there, you're stuck. And that's, I guess, the reason why um, even like why I want to do podcast topics like these is because these topics are stuff that I feel like we all definitely fall into. Some people fall into it and have no conviction. Um, whereas some people, it may take a little bit to get into, a, you know, feeling convicted about certain temptations, but there are a lot of people that just, you know, kind of give in to temptation, whether it's through um, somebody else trying to peer pressure you into doing something that um, is some kind of temptation or, you know, something like that, or if it's just you just having a mind, um, mind game of that, you know, going on in your head to where you fall into temptation. So I think that's, you know, like uh, Caitlin said, one big thing, you know, based off the verse she read off was, you know, walking consistently in spirit, uh, walking with the Lord and being consistent on your walk with him is super important in order to uh, to get through these temptations, because those temptations, like as far as thoughts and all that, um, they're always going to try to come because Satan likes to try to come after you harder when you go harder for God. and. Exactly. Yeah, and he's ready to um to try to steal, kill, and destroy everything, you know, regarding your relationship with him. So he's going to try harder and harder in each of those moments. And that's why it's just super important for us to remain in the word. I know um people may think like like just because I read the Bible or pray a prayer or you know, go to church two times a week. But um, some people may think that like, well, that's not going to save you. And yeah, you're right. That's not going to save you. That's almost like, uh, you know, some people may think that's like something that you should do in the Bible Belt. But those are really good starting points, things that you should be doing, because that's um, things that I feel like um, Satan, you know, he, of course, like, you know, him and the demons, they believe in God. They know who he is. They're one day going to find out, um, you know, for good. But um <laughs> But I think just um, even doing those things like going to church and praying and all that is going to strengthen your walk with the Lord. And it's going to strengthen, strengthen um, your, you know, just the strength that God gives you to overcome these temptations. So I think that's just really important to remember is just to be consistent on our walk and, to, you know, take up our cross and to follow him. <laughs> Even Jesus in, um, this is the last verse, I promise. Even Jesus in Luke, um, Luke 22, um, is when he was going into the garden of Gethsemane and he called the, he took the disciples with him so that they could pray for him while he was going. Cause he was going, he was going to pray for Jesus to pray for, to pray to God about the situation that he knew was coming. He knew he was about to be going to the cross. And it's this verse that I chose. It says, and when he came to the place, he said to them, talking about the disciples, pray that you may not enter temptation. And he's telling them that they need to, they need to pray so that they will not, number one, that they won't enter into the temptation of going away. 
Number two, they won't enter into the temptation of falling asleep, which they ended up doing. Um, if you continue reading the verses, they ended up, um, he goes back um, two or three different times. And every time he goes back, he finds them sleeping. And the third time he goes back, he doesn't wake them up because he's like, whatever. You know, at that point, he's just, he, it, it, he's like, there's, I've got more important things to worry about than these people sleeping. But he, he tells them, you know, this is, this is the answer to keep you out of, to keep you out of temptation. And I think that it is very important for us to remember that praying does not always look like, dear Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you for this food. Thank you for this. I think that it's important for us to realize that praying is a constant conversation with God in our head. That constant conversation is what's going to help you continue your walk. That constant conversation is what's going to help you submit to God. That, that constant conversation is what's going to help you resist the devil. And that constant conversation in your head, talking to Jesus, that constant prayer is what's going to keep you from giving into these things. And ultimately God will get the glory and you never know what opportunities are out there when you're consistently having this conversation in your head, trusting that whatever is happening is happening for a reason that God's got a purpose behind everything. And so I think just remembering that prayer, real prayer talking to Jesus is, is the most important thing to resist temptation. Yes, it's absolutely the key to keeping our walk with the Lord um, strong and mm -hmm. to keep our daily walk, you know, you know, in the most positive way possible that we can without Satan, you know, fully interfering into it, because, of course, he's going to try to interfere. So just having that constant, uh, real, true prayers, not just um, praying just because you feel like you have to, but praying because you are, you you know, we need to be desperate for him every day. We need to be mm -hmm. desperate to, to have him in our hearts and in our minds because we live in a pretty dark world these days. There's mm -hmm. so much going on, so much yeah. craziness with whether it's Hollywood, whether it's with politics, there's division between so many people over just so many things. And um, like even, I know I've mentioned this before in some of my past podcasts, but like even with Hollywood, seeing how they're, they always go after Jesus. They don't go after any other God, you yeah. know, out there. And I think a lot of it has to do with knowing that he's a threat to you. He, yeah. and he's someone that is, um, they know that every knee shall bow one day, every tongue will confess, but mm -hmm. they want to try to convince everybody else something different. They want to paint a different picture of Jesus by mocking him, by putting him a different, um, like different shows. I even saw like a TikTok recently of like different things where where people like talk really down to God and Jesus. And there's even maybe some um like some cartoon shows that like almost make fun of him being killed on the cross, you know, like mm -hmm. stuff like that. They'll even have like a fake Jesus in them like like punching a punching the Jesus on there on the show. It's like like, this is crap that people put on TV, and, like, no one even questions that, but then the moment we say anything about the Bible, then it's, like, cancel culture is ready to jump out and ready to, to get you out, like, even with Candace Cameron Muir recently with, um, <laughs> leaving, like, the Hallmark, um, movies and all that, but now people are making fun of her for it just because of her view on traditional marriage, and mm -hmm. I think it just, 
goes to show how how dark this world is and we know of course that is due to satan and sin um taking over this world but we know who wins in the end <laughs> that's exactly right that that um you were saying something and the the um i'm trying to think of the name of the movie um 21 jump straight um there's a part in the movie where they're talking to asian jesus As asian jesus and they're like he's like talking to asian jesus and like they keep on like and it's it's almost like the movie's funny like i don't like watching that movie mainly because of that scene right there where it's like he's mocking the they're in this and i can't remember if they're in a church i think they are in a church but they're in there and they're it's like they're mocking this asian jesus that's a it's a it's a model of jesus up on a cross and it's like they're making fun of him up there whether he looks like he's asian or not it's 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 mockery and that's one reason why i don't like that i don't like that movie is because it's it's mockery and the movie easy a um when you've got i mean i understand that there are some christians that are like that girl that's in there but a lot of christians are not like that in fact i would say the majority of christians who are true christians are not like that but these movies portray jesus and they portray christians in these horrible ways or these ways to mock them and stuff like that and it just it it it's just so demeaning to us as Christians and our faith. I would never, even if I don't believe in what somebody else believes in, I would never demean them for it. I would never treat them in that way for it. I would, I would, and I just, I, I've never understood why, but I mean, as I get older, I do understand it's because it's because God is the one true God and the devil is roaming this earth seeking with whom he is seeking whom he can devour to pull them away from God so that he can have more souls to bring with him to hell so that he can take as many. He knows that he is damned to hell for all of eternity. And he wants to take as many people as possible, as many souls as possible with him. Yeah. And that's unfortunate, you know, with that whole thing, you know, just knowing that people are falling into this trap of, thinking that jesus is just some just some man that was here and mm -hmm. then also just thinking that as far as christians they do like to portray christians on shows and tv as like somebody that's like crazy or somebody that's like a lunatic basically or mm -hmm. you know something like that and uh it's very unfortunate because these are the same people that like act like they want unity and love but mm -hmm. it's like you are not the same people that um y'all are the hateful ones towards christians that's like mm -hmm. so like the double standard and that is like mind-blowing to me because i even saw a tiktok um i know this is somewhere going off topic but but it will get back to my point of temptation but um there's a tiktok that i saw of somebody getting baptized and there was a there was an lgbtq like group of people there at the beach and they were there like mocking him the whole time and like throwing stuff and like trying to splash him and stuff like that but it's like y'all are the same people that i like y'all want christians to you know be welcoming to y'all into the church but it's like but y'all are not even welcoming to the thought of somebody even 
receiving Jesus in their heart. So it's like, where is the double standard? Like, where is that going to stop? And the the sad answer to that is, is not going to stop. And it's yeah. because Satan is, um, like you were saying, is roaming the earth and Satan is um, trying to get as many people with him as possible. And mm-hmm. it's just, um, you know, everybody falls into this trap, which, you know, kind of goes back to the temptation of being lured into this um, idea that Jesus is just like, is not real. And that he, that, um, and then also well, one other thing, like as far as um, people like to like call God, like different names, like, well, for one, they like to use his name in vain a good bit, but mm-hmm. then also people like to call him like something that like, I don't know, I feel like it takes, takes out like the, the power of who God is. Like people like to say, like the man upstairs or people like to say um yeah. sky, sky daddy it's like, like yeah. what on earth are like these terms that people use because it almost makes it sound like why can't you just t- say that he is god like the old you know powerful god like capital g god and um not just some sky daddy that almost almost sounds like you're treating him like a, a genie um if you're even treating him like he's real at all that's exactly right yep so yeah i think this temptation definitely is strong and is real and that's why i definitely wanted to talk about this topic but um but before i end this topic i actually do have a couple of verses as well that i want to read off and um they're both in the new testament uh the first one is in james uh james 1 verse 12 through 15 so in verse 12 it says, blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. And then following that in the next three verses, 13 through 15, it says, when tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. So the reason why I wanted to read that one is because I feel like a lot of people like to blame God for if they fall into a bad situation, they like to blame God. But when in reality, it was Satan that put that temptation in your head, and you fell for the temptation, and you got yourself to the point to where you're at. But um, mm-hmm. I definitely wanted to point that out because I think a lot of people love to love to just always make God the, the bad guy in the situation and like make it seem like, you know, oh, well, God did this to me. And uh, this is why um, like this is why I don't care to follow him or believe in him or even believe in him, because like what kind of God would put me through something like this? So I just yeah. want to definitely point that verse out. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree with you 100 um, percent. I like the um, the parts of the verses where it says that temptation leads to sin and sin leads to death um, or gives birth to death. It, it Temptation is just the start of it. And it's when you give in to those temptations that the real issues, um, the real issues come forth, whether it be you're tempted into, um, you're tempted to, lust after someone and then that leads to adultery and then that's going to lead to the the breaking up of your marriage and your family or 
you're tempted to lie about something. Well, when you lie about something and you give into that, people aren't able to trust you and then nobody wants to be around you. You know, um, every temptation has a bad consequence that every temptation has a, um, I mean, I guess that's the best thing is to say is a bad consequence There, there is th nothing good comes from giving into these temptations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. It always leads you down to a path of regret. And, um, or even if you don't regret it, then it leads you down just a deeper hole of the same <laughs> thing that could lead to even a risk in your life sometimes, or, uh, or mm -hmm. even getting hurt in a situation. And it just goes to show that it, it, you know, no matter what the temptation is, um, it can lead you down um, dark roads for sure. So um, another verse that I do have is in 1 Corinthians uh, 10, 13. It says, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. So this verse gives me a lot of hope because we all, of course, fall into temptations. There are some temptations that are harder to break than others. And if I'm going to be honest, there is temptations in my life that um, even though I have accepted, you know, Jesus in my heart long ago, um, there's still things that are in my, you know, that happen in my head or things that I fall into that, um, you know, it still happens, even though I am mm -hmm. say that I, you know, consider mm -hmm. myself saved. And yeah. there are moments where I almost lose hope. Like, I almost wonder, like, am I ever going to get out of this? And I even had that feeling last weekend, just thinking, like, when is this ever going to stop? Like, at this point, sometimes I almost feel like, um, like, not that I'm, like, using drugs or anything, but I guess, like, as far as, like, an attic in a way like so like you feel like you fall into the same exact pattern and it happens over again you you try to repent you try to ask for forgiveness and then you you fall into it again even if it's um times a little bit later then like instead of days later it may be a month later that you fall into that same temptation but still just falling into that temptation or even having those thoughts can be um very discouraging because it almost makes you feel like there's no way out and there's no way to win this. But I think just reading that first Corinthians, um, I just loved, uh, you know, where it says God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. And I think um, that's just, I don't know, that's just really big, you know, for me, just because uh, just from what I go through in life and, you know, for what other people may go through, you know, we all may think that there are, there's no way out of our, you know, situation. And, you know, I definitely want to give that, you know, verse as a, a message of hope that there is, you know, a way out there. Um, all you got to do is just, you know, continually walk with God. And there are going to be times you may still fall into these temptations, even if it's a year down the road. And I hope it doesn't happen. But if it does happen, just we got to extend grace to ourselves, kind of like we talked about with the drug topic. You know, you have to just extend grace to um, you know, to the ones you love that maybe fall into temptation, but then we got to give ourselves grace as well and to treat ourselves with love and to just remind ourselves that, you know, we serve a loving God and that God is going to uh, make a way to where there seems to be no way. Yeah. I'm actually glad that you brought that verse up 
because I was in a conversation, we'll call it that, with somebody on Facebook the other day. Um, a lot of people take out of this verse um, where it says, um, I'm trying to, can you read that verse again? Can you read it again so I can hear it? Yeah, so it says, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. A lot of people take that, and I was making sure I said it right. A lot of people take that where it says, he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. And they take it into be the whole, God won't give you anything that you can't handle please do not and i'm not talking to you i'm talking to, to to your listening audience please do not confuse this verse with that unbiblical saying because if if you if if god won't give you more than you can handle then you wouldn't need him if god did if if you if you if there weren't times where you were just so overwhelmed with life that you didn't know what to do you wouldn't need God's peace. You wouldn't need God's comfort. If you weren't so broken that you you could not get your life together, you couldn't get yourself together, you wouldn't realize that you need God to make you whole. If if, if you weren't if, if life wasn't so chaotic and crazy sometimes, then you wouldn't realize that you need God and and, and his strength. And his endurance that will get you through those things. So please, please, people, do not mistake this verse to think that it means that God won't give you more than you can handle. Because that is not biblical. That is not what this scripture says. The scripture says he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. Not that there will be things in this world that you can't bear. He says that that when he when you are tempted he will give you a way out but that doesn't mean that there's not going to be things like my uncle died at the right before my birthday I actually buried we actually buried him on my birthday this year and he's like a grandfather to me and it was like my entire world came crashing down when that happened and had it not been for jesus i could not do that by myself that was something that i could not handle that was something that was a part of my life that I could not handle. I needed Jesus. I needed God to hold me, to comfort me, to take care of me, to carry me. Please, please, please. That's all I want to say is about that verse, because I agree with everything you said about the temptation part of it. I just don't want anyone to think, oh, well, this is the verse that says God won't give you more than you can handle. He will give you more than you can handle. That's the point. That's the point of faith. That's the point of trust. And that is the point of growth. Okay. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> yeah I actually love that. <laughs> I'm off my house now. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a really good final point to make about this topic. And uh, before I go on, I definitely am sorry to hear about, you know, that with your uncle, because I'm glad that you were able to rely on, you know, God through that moment. And, you know, it kind of you know, put, goes back into, this whole thing that we've been talking about, about, um, you know, that whole unbiblical saying that people love to say a lot. And, um, you know, because, you know, if we didn't have, you know, if we were just living in our comfort zone, 
of just, you know, everything's, you know, perfectly fine, then like you said, we wouldn't need God. But um, but sometimes he does give us things to where we can't rely on ourselves to get through those moments. So that's where we need um, Jesus in those moments. And that's, you know, where temptation comes in, you know, Satan yeah. will definitely throw that temptation into your mm -hmm. life and it may come out of nowhere. You may feel fine right now, but in tonight you may be laying in bed and all of a sudden that um that temptation may just hit you right there and then mm -hmm. it wants to start attacking you it makes you roll around in bed and um i'm speaking from um experience because this definitely was happening to me recently so it just you know it just goes to show you know don't give in like and if you do give in um just you know give yourself some grace pick yourself back up and you know keep moving forward but um yeah, yeah i think that's um definitely a good way to end this topic. I definitely appreciate Caitlin being here again. It's definitely always good having her here. And I look forward to you being back for more episodes. <laughs> I'm excited about it. I'm excited for the next one. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes, you're welcome. Absolutely. So if y'all enjoyed this episode, whether you're watching from YouTube or Instagram at Not Your Average Show Podcast, um, you could definitely comment on there, you know, or even if you want to private message me on Instagram, you can do that as well. Um, and also, if you're listening to this from any of the podcast streaming platforms, um, I definitely appreciate your support there as well. So anyways, everybody, I thank y'all for watching and I will see y'all on the next episode of Not Your Average Show. Bye. Thank you, everybody. That took the time to listen to this episode of Not Your Average Show. My podcast is available on YouTube, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, and Overcast. If you want to see some standout moments, funny moments, or behind the scene moments from my podcast, then please visit my Instagram page at Not Your Average Joel Podcast. If you enjoy my content and want to see and hear more about my episodes, then please subscribe to my YouTube channel where you can hit the bell notification so that you can be notified whenever I post a new episode. You listening to this episode means so much to me. And if you ever want to be a future guest on my podcast, then please feel free to reach out to me on my Instagram page. I can't wait to share more of my life with you guys on the next episode of Not Your Average Joel. Thank you, everybody, once again, and I will talk to y'all later. Goodbye.